Good afternoon, 12 o'clock. Uh, here we are. So today, uh, welcome to the Thursday episode BBO show number eight. Mm-hmm. We are, and I was chatting to Gino about this earlier, which is what's really the essence? What, what am I taking away this week from what we're sharing with you on the show? And it's very much a way to make money online uh, from home, essentially, without the real need to set up a business. So uh, one of mine and Carl's passions are setting up a an actual online business. So you are in control, you are implementing all of these mechanisms, which is so exciting in terms of creating all those elements. But right now we're in lockdown, right now we're in self-isolation, we've been pivoted, we've been forced to change very quickly, industries are closing, we can no longer physically go to work for a period of time, we don't know what that is. So we may not have the time, skill set, or even desire to go ahead and build a business um, because an online business is a business fundamentally. So that's what we were talking about in regards to what am I taking away from uh, this week? And it's quite exciting. So even I've started to explore some of the things that Carl has researched kindly and that we've been discussing this week in how we can add a bit of extra income uh, to have multiple different ways to generate income online. So it's quite cool. And the way we've been leveraging that is off a big list of income generation techniques that you can use during lockdown. And there's 200 different ways you can do that. And that link is in the description below. So go check that out. Um, so, so that's the introduction for... I'll pull it up for you again. There as well. it is. So there's 200 items there. And it's just a link. It's a Google sheet. Click into the link, go check it out, and then have a discussion with us on what you're looking at, what you may be uh, unsure about. Do you need a bit of encouragement to explore some of those items? If that is the case, then just come and hang out with myself and Kyle and a few other new people who've been joining the Slack group, actually, Mm. which is also in the link below. So go check that out. There's two key things there, which is the big list of things uh, income generation, especially that you can leverage during lockdown and actually beyond. Uh, this may open up a new avenue beyond. And then join the Slack group. That's where you can have a conversation with us because we're not always available on Facebook comments, YouTube comments, um, Instagram, uh, Twitch, where there's also being streamed. So we're not readily available on all those areas. And actually, I don't tend to use social media for the personal sense or checking in regularly. It's not what I personally do. I know you don't do that as well, Kyle. No. I mean, um, I'm worse than you. I don't even do emails. So. <laughs> Carl, Carl's living the dream. No emails, no social media, nothing. Uh, the only way to get hold of him is, is through that Slack group and uh, via WhatsApp and a, a business Slack group we've got as well. So that's the best place to get hold of Kyle. Um, so Carl, just uh, what, let the listeners know what we've covered. So uh, that's the big picture. What's the level below that that we've covered and what we're doing today? Sure. As you've just mentioned, the whole point of this week is to give people ability to generate income right now, like this week. Um, Some of these methods, you could be generating money within the same day quite easily. Whereas our normal focus with building businesses online and the work we do with clients and for our own stuff as well is more about building up an actual business um, and that takes time that takes months um, to do so what we've been doing this week is just looking at fast ways to generate cash to generate income which can help 
um, with the current situation in lockdown, but it can also help you if you want to build a business moving forward um, online. It's a good way to raise capital just to have some extra cash coming in the door. So we kind of overviewed um, different ways of what we're going to be talking about on Monday. We talked about the fact that making money online is very, is kind of a, it has a bad taste. Um, lots of people, there's a lot of scams, there's a lot of nonsense out there. So mm-hmm. we had to talk about how what we're going to be talking about this week is not that. Um, and specifically, we've drawn together this list. It's now 200 different ways, 200 different methods, websites, services to generate in- income online. Um, and I've been going through all of these different things, trying to filter out the rubbish and keeping what's actually genuinely useful and can help you make some money. Uh, on Tuesday, we went through the ones that require no specific skills. So they require you to have an internet connection. Um, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and time, um, some time to do surveys, to do market research, whatever it was. Um, and we put together a handful of different methods. It could bring you about, I think it was $300 a month, uh, US dollars. So yeah, just 300 from that, yep. Which is a, a nice little sum for spending not much time and very little effort. Um, and then Wednesday, that was yesterday, we talked uh, more specifically about a skill that you do have, um, which is English. The fact that you are watching us tells us that um, you obviously speak English. So we focused on what you can do if you are a native or a fluent English speaker. So we talked about English teaching, tutoring, uh, transcription, voice work, uh, and freelance writing. So that was all in yesterday's video on Wednesday. Today, we're moving more in that direction. We are getting more and more skilled. um, And with these additional skills, there's additional or higher income that can be generated. So we started with stuff that requires no particular skills and there's very low reward. Still Mm. works, still worth adding a few of those um, methods into your your portfolio. But today we're moving into professional skills. Um, So things that you qualifications, diplomas, or you're just very good at doing um, and how to monetize those skills and generate an extra income. Um, So that's going to be the focus of today. Absolutely. And uh, so I I like that the way, Carl, you described it, because it's the lower skill set required, the lower the income you're going to generate from those techniques, those tools, all of those items on the list. And Carl has actually categorized it in uh, dollar signs, or you can convert it to pound signs for your own list, whatever. But essentially, uh, it's dollar signs and one dollar for the amount of income you create. And I think it goes all the way up to four dollars um, from memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, it's a categorization system. One dollar me- yeah. symbol is very low income, two is medium, three is high, and then four is like, hmm, this is obscene. You probably shouldn't be making this much money. But there are a few things on there which do have the four because they pay a large amount of money. For very little effort when i see something like that though i automatically think well that's not going to last very long so maybe yeah. maybe it's an opportunity you jump on maybe it's already gone by the time um uh, by the time you apply for it correct and then as we get now we're getting further in the week we are probably in the top tier now where we're, we're in the top tier where we're looking at professional skills and tomorrow we're going to be talking about the creative skills in terms of art uh design graphic design etc so the, i say these sit together um, but we just divided them into professional and creative in terms of the kind of income you can generate. But they also come with a an assumed level of skill set or a discoverable level of skill set. So with on that note, 
let's dive into point number one, which is how do we actually identify the skills um, in terms of and do we have the skills in order to generate this kind of income from the suggestions that you're going to give us today, Harms and Kyle? Mm. Which is a great question. Um, and we need to frame this before we start talking about skill-based work. Um, the easiest way to think about what professional skills you have is to look at what your day job is or what your day job was if mm. you've been furloughed. Um, what have you been doing for the last few years? Uh, what kind of professional skills have you built up over that time? I'm not specifically talking about the area. So, uh, Hans, for example, if we can use you, you worked in engineering. Um, Correct. Engineering degree and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But a lot of your day-to-day work was project management. It was yeah, so, so, ma- uh, so team management. Um, uh, so project management was a part of that. Firefighting, uh, definitely part of that. Uh, Solution-orientated approaches, uh, ho- hosting team meetings. So these are the and I understand the question you're asking, which is, yeah, the job was a engineer, but the skills required to do that particular job, actually, when if I list them out, are quite uh, lengthy. And they, that would be also be the same for anybody else in that profession or similar kind of professional role. So let's use the, the skill of project management, for example. Yeah. Yes, you did it in the railway industry but you could easily go and do project management in a different industry. So mm-hmm. we're more interested in the skill rather than the industry in which you act. Um, so yes, you might be sitting there thinking, oh, I'm a, I'm a mechanical engineer or um, you know, I'm a bookkeeper. But more than that, you are going to have additional skills um, which can be monetized in different industries. Um, yeah. So we need to be, a, yes, your diplomas and your degrees, etc. that's a really good starting point, but we need to be a bit wider and uh, think we're going to open up um, how you think about your skills? Agree. So, it is what are the what are the skills that you have or demonstrate which allow you to complete that job? So, take the job, take the title, and then start to say what are the actual skills. And a good way to do this, if you're already in a career or a specific job or have done in your journey so far, is what what skills do they require as part of the job description? So, just pull up the job description and say, ah, okay, here's the list of skills, and actually eight out of 10 of those skills, I'm actually, I enjoy, I'm very good at, and actually I demonstrate on a regular basis. Here we go. That is my list of skill sets. So that's a one way to do it. Now, Carl, what if somebody's listening and saying, oh, I haven't got any skills. I'm not really sure uh, how to identify my skills or if, if I've even got any, uh, you know, what, what would we say to them? Sure. Well, that's in part why we started yesterday with English language, because a lot of people, you say, oh, what are your skills? No, I don't have any. I've just got out of university. Uh, yeah. Can't even cook for myself. And they go into this kind of useless mode of like, mm. I can't do anything. And then as soon as you kind of push them a bit, like, oh, well, you know, you're moaning to me in English right now. So you can speak English, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, and you can push yeah. these people and then you start to find out that, they, well, yeah, they do have skills. Mm. It's just we when we are so used to something, um, when it's part of our everyday existence, when everyone around us is doing it, we assume it's not a skill. So something like speaking English, mm-hmm. we assume it's not a skill. However, if um, you're looking for gigs or jobs in China, suddenly being able to speak fluent English is a massive skill. So Yeah, because there's 300 million people who, in terms of a market space, a market size, require that skill or are demanding the fact that 
hey, I need to learn. I need somebody to teach me how to speak English. Yeah. So there's 300 million people there. So that figure is 300 million people in China are actively learning English at the moment. So just as a market size. So what you consider not like a skill, being able to chat in English, mm. um, is actually a very valuable economic skill. If you're talking about being a teacher or a conversation partner, or even doing, um, language consultation work, helping people fix signs, um, correcting, proofreading their company brochures, etc. in China, like that suddenly what you consider not a skill is in the right mm. context. So mm. what's really helpful is not necessarily just thinking about what your skills are yourself, because we're really bad at identifying because we take them for granted. Um, instead, think about what is it that people come to you for? Are you the go-to for organizing parties, for example? Like that's a skill. Um, people mm. are coming to you because you're great at organizing parties. That means you have skills to do with logistics, uh, bringing people together, event planning, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And just a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so, ask people. Ask people. Hey, what 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 am I good at? And it's a weird question to ask people, but it's mm. going to be a very helpful process. Or if you're not comfortable asking that, think about what people come to you for. What do they ask for your help with? That's going to be where your skills lie because other people identify that in you and they're coming to you for your help. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're unsure, I mean, this topic, me and Carl can talk about for days. Uh, I mean, when we run our workshops, um, one of the parts of that workshop is helping people identify these items in order to attach it to a market space in order for them to start to develop a product or service within that market space. But that's when we're developing the whole business. Yep. So what I would suggest is if you want some more prompt questions on this, come join us in the Slack channel and say, look, I'm uh, Harms or Kyle, I'm pretty stuck on what, you know, what am I good at? What is my skill set? Then they just take you through a question process, a very quick one in a brief conversation. And then you, then it will lead you to help hopefully unlock that within yourself or get somebody else to help unlock that within you. So number one is identify your skills. Now, once we have done that, where can we now apply this? Now we're moving on to part two of today's show. Sure. So you've got your list of skills, the things you're good at. We need to find places where you can sell those skills. The first um, obvious ones are, we're going to call them marketplaces. Um, there's a few different types. And uh, we mentioned a few yesterday, um, including Fiverr. There's F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, so two R's on the end, and Upwork. These are mm. two different marketplaces for... Um, for either gigs, online gigs, or freelance work. Um, a gig tends to be much shorter. It will be, design me a logo, and you pay £50 to get a logo designed, and that's a yeah. one-off, one-and-done piece of work. Whereas freelance work might be a bit more a bit more consistent, like um, I have previously hired freelance blog writers, and I would pay them £50 a week or whatever it was to mm -hmm. generate uh, two or three blog articles a week uh, for that. And the last freelance blog writer I had, I had for about a year and a half. So that's there. You can find both of these kind of jobs on all of these marketplaces, but we need to be aware there's a difference between gigs, which are one off, one and done, and kind of freelance work, which are more like a they're more like a part time job. Online yeah. is very fluid now. Like the idea of a nine to five um, doesn't really exist. Yeah. So we're going to be picking, picking and choosing. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got a Fiverr worker who's doing a a gig for us at the moment uh, with the logo for this particular show, and they work on their schedule. 
So they will send me a message when it's applicable for them. And it's normally overnight, actually. So they are about four or five hours in a different time zone to us. And I get a message and they're great. You know, I appreciate this is not your time zone. Respond to me when you get an opportunity and I'll try to get back to you straight away. So it's very fluid. It's very flexible. Once we complete that transaction, the transaction stops. And because this person has been great, we may go back to him. It's a him in this case in the future. So it's a gig is short term, like Carl said, but freelance. So the guy we're using at the moment is not freelance unless he was our go-to logo person. That now moves on a gig, i.e. one-off. We get lots of consultants, uh, lots of business coming to us and saying, hey guys, I need some logos. Actually, I I'm, I'm, don't want to go to Fiverr myself. I don't want to find somebody. I know you can deliver and you can work with these people. Um, and we produce logos as an example. We don't do that. But as an example, we could then take this gentleman who's on Fiverr and provide him a constant stream of work which means he's now a freelance logo designer for us rather than a one-off gig. So just trying to give you an example of how that differentiates. Yeah. Um, so what, what what do people need to do? Because uh, yesterday we had someone in the comments say that was amazing lesson or show rather. I've set up a Fiverr account, Upwork account, and I, uh, I realized who it was. I actually know them very briefly. I, they're a great person. I met them. Um, they're a friend of a friend. And from memory, they are in the teaching world. They've done exam papers, etc. So for them, that was a perfect uh, transition because you can put all those skills online now. Oh, yeah, because so, he mentioned Chegg, didn't he? We talked about tutoring yesterday. So if yeah. you are a teacher um, and you're suddenly at home, then tutoring is like no-brainer. Yeah, he's <laughs> a lovely gentleman. So I would I would say now I think it's a good time to maybe chat about almost a brief, uh, like a 80-20 principle or a the quick start guide to fiverr.com i guess that's where we want to i want to jump into that but i want to quickly review the other marketplaces and what kind of things you can get on there because until you go on these sites you don't really realize just the like, people monetize anything um yeah like <laughs> there's like some truly bizarre ones um but we're not going to focus on them we're going to focus on the core so like for example I, i've got a screenshot here of the business services um on fiverr so just as a quick list we have virtual assistant data entry market research product research project management hr consultant mm-hmm. business plans branding services legal consultant financial consultant business consulting presentations career advice flyer distribution lead generation and other uh and then i have a few more which are kind of a these are more to do with consulting i guess consulting and being some of these are fun some of these are quite interesting some of these are weird so we have online lessons fitness lessons craft lessons cooking lessons uh arts and crafts so some of these are moving into the creative which we'll be talking about tomorrow uh health nutrition and fitness if you are a pt for example did you miss relationship advice oh oh yeah that was a quirky one okay relationship advice is a fiverr service cool so i know somebody who I won't say her name because she's actually quite famous, but she runs um, courses to help people with dating and uh, mm. finding finding their uh, their significant other. Actually, she doesn't believe in significant others. I'd get in yeah. trouble. But I, I mean, it's a fantastic. She, she makes product. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's a fantastic product, and we know um, somebody in our space as well, and they do relationship advice, mm. coaching. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, it's. I think now more than ever is much needed. It's a, 
yeah. Because <laughs> Tinder's not working much anymore. It's Tinder's, yeah. <laughs> so we have relationship advice, health, nutrition, and fitness, astrology, shop, mm, spiritual cool. and healing, family and genealogy. So I guess that's making um, family trees, people, gaming. I don't know what that means here. Greeting cards and videos. Your message on. Now, this is an interesting one. You can... It, like, I've seen ones where it would be a guy up a mountain and he'll have he'll pull out a bit of paper and it says, Happy birthday, um, Jenny, or whatever. So you can pay somebody to write a message on a placard, stick it on a building in Paris, or like go up a mountain and wave it. Like It's just a very unique, um, That's cool. bizarre service where you can get people to deliver any message um either spoken or they pull out a sign in really weird places i've seen other ones where it's a guy underwater he scoops down and he's got he writes out happy birthday whatever it is or he writes out your message on his tablet and he kind of turns it um so like very very weird um but these people make money from it yeah Uh, viral videos celebrity impersonators collectibles traveling etc like it starts to get very obscure Mm. um so it doesn't really matter how obscure your skill is. There will be ways to monetize it. Um, and, and what's interesting is there's there's an assumed, there's enough assumed demand for Fiverr.com as an example to create a category for that section. So that's, there's enough. Otherwise, they would not go ahead and create a category from that. So just knowing there's a category there can say, hang on a minute, there must be people paying as a product or service into yeah. that category. So that's a big, oh, wow. Yeah, to get a message written on a a whiteboard and taken underwater mm. by the it. Like that's very bizarre. Um but there's a market for it. Yeah. So that's that's just two um kind of that's business and I think the other one was teaching or something like that. That's just two categories and all of those different subcategories are within there. Best thing you can do is just go on Fiverr and have a look around and you'll realise that, oh wow, I can literally do anything. Whatever your professional skill is chances are there's going to be a marketplace for that and you'll be able Absolutely. to see other people already making money from this um before we move on to how you actually go about setting up an account etc and how you um, gain a foothold there's a whole bunch of these marketplaces we are using fiverr because it's one of the most well known it's been around a long time it used to be extremely cheap so mm. the name fiverr was because all the gigs started at five dollars which is not really the case anymore, which is good for you if you're selling your service. Um, yeah, all the prices good. have gone up. Yeah. But then there's also Upwork. That's another one. Um, if you've heard of Odesk or Elance, these were two big freelancing platforms five years ago. They both merged into Upwork. So they no longer exist, but the two biggest platforms came together and they made Upwork, or one bought the other. I don't know. But um, So Upwork is a gigantic market for freelancers. It tends to be more uh, long-term stuff than Fiverr gigs. Um, so it would be like the blog writer that I hired for a year and a half. I found him on Upwork, not on mm-hmm. Fiverr. Mm-hmm. So it tends to be longer term. The prices tend to be higher. Um, and again, I suggest you just go there and see what the different categories are and see if um, your skills fit in there. And then a few others just quickly. People per hour. Uh, solid gigs and freelancer.com mm-hmm. again there are maybe a hundred different sites like this once you've built a profile once you've built a description and you've worked out your product offering which we'll be talking about now you could actually just post it onto all of these all, all of these sites there's no reason why not yeah copy and paste 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Fiverr, but be aware there are a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah. So, so, so like Fiverr, that's fine. Yeah. So what? So when we discuss it around Fiverr, just take everything that we're applying and saying, I can use this for Upwork, people per hour, solid gigs, freelancer, and all the other amazing ones out there. So just, just consider it that way. We're just using Fiverr because of the reasons Carl said, and we also use it as well. We're like, we're currently using it. So uh, it's a nice thing to talk about as we, as we personally use it. And what was interesting with Fiverr.com in the previous discussions was there was a feeling that all of these people's skill set, it was a race to the bottom, i.e. who could charge the less. Mm-hmm. And we saw that for a couple of years, but now we're seeing it reverse where everybody on there, if depending on their skill set and how they're positioning themselves, and if they genuinely can do it, they're what they're saying to a good quality finish actually is charging appropriate amount as if you would physically go see them in real life. So the 50 pound, 100 pound uh, slash dollars as they charge $150 and a logo you can get from it used to be five quid. You can still get that, but the, but you want to be entering now at the fifty to one hundred pound mark. Um, I use logo as an example because it's something that somebody can uh, understand quite quickly. But it could be in any of these niches. Yep, so, so let's talk about setting up the account um, basics. Just very simple because we could do a whole week on Fiverr.com. We could do a whole day on Fiverr.com. Yeah, I think we should as well um, on all of these platforms. So we okay, can set up on them, but. Very briefly, let's just jump into it. So the the main thing you need to do is when you are coming to this is you need to think as a buyer, as somebody who would be coming to you, um, to you as a professional, why would somebody come to you and buy your services? So you need to put their hat on for, for a moment. So when you're exploring Fiverr, explore it as if you were somebody who wants to purchase a service. If you're thinking of it just from your point of view, um, you're not going to get very far. You need to think of it from the demand point of view rather than the supply point of view yeah. so that's that's not really a to do it's just something to be aware of when you are exploring um one of the biggest things you need to nail is your category and your subcategory which means you need to know these categories inside out you need to know which ones are active which ones have lots of sales going on in there you can see this you can you can see all the categories so just go browse through them all shortlist um you know three or four where you're your services could sit and then kind of explore them in a bit more detail. In terms of what you're actually looking for, you're looking for successful competitors. And I know this sounds counterintuitive. A lot of people mm. will see somebody with a thousand five-star reviews and think, well, this guy's... He's going to get all the business. Why yeah. would anybody go anywhere else? Yeah. yeah why, uh, and, and then you might throw your hands up and give up before you even start. But instead of seeing it that way, see it as, okay, this guy has done a thousand gigs at let's say even if he was doing it at five dollars it's five thousand dollars worth of work he's probably raised his prices over time so maybe his average is um fifty dollars now which means he made 50 grand um what that means is there is demand and demand is the most important thing here um you, you can enter a market which has no competitors but if nobody wants what it is you're selling you're not going to make any money so on fiverr and upwork and all these other sites look for um look for a category and a subcategory that does have uh, volume. It has mm-hmm. lots of reviews, has lots of uh, purchases being made. Um, and then we're going to be finding your niche within that. Because remember, the guy who's got a thousand reviews at five stars, he's probably got his prices up a lot higher by now as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, 
competition is good. Mm-hmm. So if you see the competition, that's a big thumbs up. Uh, if uh, just jumping on what Carl said, there's if the person has got a thousand five star reviews, uh, and I think they cap it at a thousand, I think, but a thousand five star reviews. I think it says a thousand plus at that point. So you kind of know plus. it's like mm. they're good. <laughs> They're good, exactly. So uh, the guy we went with, I think he's got like three thousand plus, um, which he which he bragged about in the message section. Uh, I've actually got three thousand, but they capped it, and I, I would as well. So <laughs> he's uh, so. But the thing is, he's raised his prices now. The what's the opportunity there? If we were coming at uh, starting the BBO show and we had zero budget, uh, we would probably put, uh, go for somebody who can produce a logo for five pound. If it was a complete raw startup first thing me and Carla ever did I say actually let's just buy a five pound logo but me and Carla have been together for a while building businesses online for a while now so we know okay this is a project we're passionate about we've run it for a while so let's invest in a sure. 50 60 70 pound logo do now it first time. do it properly the first time just we're just aware of how we work now so but the opportunity for for you entering is you could charge uh, you know there's a benchmark for a premium. So you know what you can charge top end at the moment from a competitor's viewpoint, but you may say, actually, to get customers, I can I can set my price there. Both people are going to get customers because the buyer is coming from a different perspective. So going back to what Carl said, is put yourselves in the shoes of what kind of buyer do you want to attract and what kind of buyer do you want to provide a service for? So that's just tying those two items back together. Now back to category. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. So the main thing with category is you need one that has lots of traffic, lots of gigs in it, lots of reviews. It needs to be busy. Um, we can't get much more data from Fiverr or Upwork about the best categories, um, unfortunately. But you can kind of use your common sense plus the fact that there is active business going on in there um, to choose an active category. And you want active. You're not looking for something you can dominate. You're looking for something that has enough volume for you to start building. Uh, that's really important um and then we're going to niche down once we enter that category so yes we can come in at a lower price point than you know the guys been doing it for the last couple of years and that's one way in that's a very yeah, simple way in simple way yeah we're not necessarily i think when you're starting out yes that's absolutely fine um but we don't want you to devalue your services um so you need to find another way to define your niche um, so whether it's providing a very specific service um, whether it's your background so if you are watching this um, and you're in the UK that actually does give you a leg up on a lot of the services in Fiverr um, I don't want to make this a national thing but there, <laughs> there's a little flag next to your name in your profile um, and a lot of times native speakers will be hired um, above people from um, other countries it's just an advantage. Uh, whether that's a good thing or not is not really um, asked to say. But if it's a language-based um, gig you're doing, that might actually help you. Mm. Um, so, like, where where's our logo designer from? So our logo designer is from, I think it's Serbia. Some, okay. Yeah, some somewhere like that. Um, Which for logo design is nothing because it's like an art thing. As long as you can communicate, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. If I was uh, selling my services. Proofreading legal documents, for example, then the fact that you are from the UK or the US or wherever could be used as a selling point. Um, and you see that a lot on Fiverr with people pushing that. Um, that's yeah. going to be less so if it's like video editing or um, logo design, where 
the language ability doesn't matter. But mm. if you do have a language focused um, gig, then it makes sense to use that in your copy. Correct. Uh, it's a weird thing to say, but from a business point of view, it does make sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not for us to talk to discuss about like uh, about the whole political discrimination side of. Uh, having the flag there, which says, "Okay, I'm not going to hire this person. I'd rather hire this person." That's that's not the discussion here. The discussion yeah, is but there, there is a flag on Fiverr. That's just worth pointing out. There, there is a flag on Fiverr. Yeah, it has your username and a little flag. <laughs> so that's that's how they do it. But that also uh, that also will have its benefits as well. So if you are um, say British or from the USA or from a from a place where a customer also values the fact that you know, culturally, you're going to have the same level of conversation. So if they describe something to you in terms of, okay, this is the spec or this is the the, the, sh- the work list I need to be done, uh, culturally and also comprehensively, you're just going to get them immediately. So somebody may pay a premium for that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, for example, when, when there's some kind of creative work and it's, I know it's going to be quite challenging to explain, I want somebody who can speak um, our language or even or be aware it doesn't matter where they are from the world but be aware of the kind of cultural nuances associated with that kind of work so there's pros and cons for it but um, if you are like Carl said UK based USA best based and you're doing professional services you probably do have a leg up mm. especially if it's something that's accredited so like an accountant if you have ACCA, qualification yeah. in that country obviously um, you're going to use that mm. Um, yeah, it's a tricky topic to talk about, but the fact that Fiverr does put a flag next to your name and you have to verify your nationality and stuff like that, it does lead into the sale. Um, mm. So it's, yeah, we have to address it. Um, so that's one way to niche, um, but also really narrowing down what your particular product offering is. Um, this is hard to, hard, hard, I think, I just expand on that slightly because one of the things, and I fell into this trap a lot when, when in the early days, which is, I want to be able to do everything or I want to present myself and sometimes I still fall into that trap. I want to present myself that I can do this, 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 this for you. So that's, that's what we're saying. Don't do. So what Kyle is saying is do. Yeah. Even if you can do all of those Mm. things, that's not a very, it's not a sustainable way to build a a business. It's not a particularly sustainable way to, uh, to generate income from gigs either because you're spend all of your time task switching so you're doing a bit of this and a bit of this and a bit of this that you won't be able to systematize um the value that you're offering to your clients which will allow you to uh, deliver that value a lot quicker um and a lot more um, more accurately and to a higher uh, scale if you just focus on one or two things working out what those one two things are is going to be difficult mm-hmm. again have a look what the competitors are doing um, and think about what your skills are of course and if you do sell services in the real world, maybe just try um, putting them directly onto Fiverr and see if that works as well. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, the other point I want to get across there is, and it's disappearing from my mind as I'm as I'm processing this, is if, the, if you want this as an additional supplement income, mm. then what we want to do is look, you've already got a day job and the hours may be reduced right now. So you're able to get your work done from 9, uh, 10, 11, 12. Okay, now one o'clock, you're free after lunch. Great. Now, the rest of the day, rather than dive into, like Carl said, lots of different kind of methods, the best thing to do is just say, right, I can do this task, which is systemized, and it's the same thing for the next two or three hours. Do, 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 is done. And that's, that's, a lot, that's a lot more sensible in terms of managing your own time and energy because you're already handling the multitask stuff in the morning with your actual kind of work that pays you. So 
if you're that kind of person who needs an additional income, then think about just saying, actually, I quite like these things. I'm very good at them and I can charge. There's a marketplace for it. Just do one or two things. Just very, very much niche down as possible. Yep. Yep. Um, it's easier to give examples in the creative space there. So let's say you do wedding cards, um, gift cards, and birthday cards, and you're offering these three different services, but for each one, you have slightly different setup. You have different types of paper, different types of pens you use. And if you're switching between those three different types of products, you, there's a kind of a cost. It takes you time mm-hmm. mentally and in terms of physically setting up to move from task to task. Whereas if you are just doing wedding cards, that's it. You can do a lot more to a higher uh, standard of quality in a shorter amount of time. So try to niche down if you can. Yeah. So, uh, so let me give a professional example that's coming to mm-hmm. mind, which is, um, okay, so, so there's HR consulting on there. So right, I'm just taking a category. So you could be a HR consultant specifically for um, cases where staff have been accused of, this is so dark, staff have been accused of theft, as an example. So you just consult on Could have gone that. a lot worse, but yeah. I know, I could have gone a lot worse. I, I think it went worse in my mind and I pulled it back. Uh, so What are we doing? We're talking about nationalities and stuff. Oh, so this is going to get trouble. Right. Um, yeah, wow. so, so just think. I'm looking at some professional PR consultancy. It's up to $400 an hour, the one I'm looking at. Amazing. Um, okay. So go on. So, so think about it like that where you know you can just you become a master of that so if somebody throws a case at you you can quite easily consult you pull the facts and say okay well these are the outcomes um and that's a nice simple way for you to generate three four hundred dollars as part of that gig so that's a that's a professional example for niche so we've got the categories here so we can maybe uh, use them as, as examples as well so what's a a nice tip um because based on the research it looks like on the notes you've got a really cool tip which can boost their sales Yep. Um, so I was looking around doing some research. One thing you need to make sure you do is Fiverr has the ability to have multiple packages. And most people set their first package as the $5. That's how they get people in the door. Mm. But the real value, the actual sale happens in packages two and three. Um, so it tends to be basic, uh, what is it? Basic plus and premium. Yep. I think it's what they call them, or you can change the names. So basic might be $5, it might be $10, um, plus it's going to be $50, premium 150 200 whatever it is. But you make the the basic one or almost too basic so that people will be pushed up towards the, uh, the plus. So yeah. the figure I found, and this is from last year, is that by having three packages, it boosts your sales by 64%. I don't know if that's number of sales or total revenue, but still, it's you try to have tiered packages mm. so that yeah. you can. So, so, so discuss goals. discuss what kind of tiers those could be in the Slack channel. So, the links in the description. Come yeah. chat to us about that because we can. Ex- I mean, there's lots of different ways to do it, and this is where psychological selling comes into play, and also uh, systemization versus okay, I need to put a bit of time and effort into this. So just let us know and we can maybe tweak that for you. Just put it straight into the Slack group. Yeah. And it's going um, to depend on your industry and your skill base. And so, so much. Fantastic. And then the other thing to consider is once you've got everything so far set up is how can I generate reviews? Because most people would purchase based on previous work or reviews based on your previous work and their experience and, 
and so and so forth. So a nice way to do that is very much start off in a way that you have a low cost product. And I would even, I would even go as far as it's my personal opinion is say that you are a new person on Fiverr and that you have a special promotional period or you have a pricing platform, which is purely there in order to provide a great service, but also allow you to start and collect reviews. So be very transparent with it. The alternative yep. is to do it in a way that look, you just got a low price in order to collect reviews, and then you increase your price once you've banked a handful of reviews. I think be open about it though. Like say, I, think so as well. I have 10 years experience in accountancy. Um, I've just started selling my services online and for this promotional period, um, sorry, for this kind of starting off period, I have yeah. a promotional price. I'm charging um, 25% of what I will be charging further down the line. So basically use this opportunity to get somebody who is a seasoned veteran in the industry um, yeah. at a ridiculously low price while I build up my... Yeah. Just be honest about it. Exactly. I think the transparency is great there. Um, um, so I so reviews is going to be essential. So that's a nice tip in order to go ahead and collect reviews for your Fiverr prof, profile or any of those platforms. Um, that's a nice technique to use. Yeah. So the next, is there any other way, actually, Carl, for, for throw it back to you, is there any other way you recommend to grab people's attention? Because reviews is one. Um, a low-priced introduction package offer is also one what's another way to grab people's attention sure this is quite a big one a simple one but lots of people don't do it shoot a video of yourself mm. talking to camera like this so that people can see you are a person talking to camera about your services well. about yeah. yourself yeah eat grapes um so a lot of gigs on fiverr uh are you think you're talking to a single person um in you know in whatever country um, but it's not actually a single person. It tend, it's it's a front for a larger company, um, which will have multiple workers working for them. And a lot of the buyers on Fiverr know this. Uh, so by having a personal video of you actually saying, hey, this is me, this is what I uh, do, these are the services I offer, it makes it a lot more personal. Um, so you aren't just a Fiverr farm like um, a lot of these other profiles. Uh, so it just makes you more of a person and people ultimately do business with other people. Um, mm. So that's why you should record a video and you can add it um, to your gig listing. And very few people do this. Um, so it's it's an easy way to stand out. Yeah, agree. And I think that's a tip in general, period. So if you've got a website, if you've got a landing page, yeah, if video. you've got a Fiverr, have a video like this. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be amazing production. You know, just a bit of lighting and a camera and then you're, you're good to go. And just give that personal effect. Now... Carl mentioned uh, Fiverr farming. That's an uh, interesting phrase, but that's a business in itself. So yeah. we're not going to dive into that. We will mention it briefly. If you if your brand or your profile grows large enough, it's a great arbitrage opportunity, but it is a business in itself. And that is a possibility uh, if you get... Uh, so arbitrage is a bit different. So Fiverr farming would be if I... Okay. I, I would... Oh, I guess they're similar. No, they are similar. No, you're right. You're right. So um, both of them, yeah. would mean I could set up a Fiverr profile. So I'm saying it's just me. I'm just Kyle. Um, and I do logo design, for example. But you, when you send me an order, I immediately turn around and send that order off to somebody else. So I charge you $100, let's say. But then I turn around to um, the designers who work for me or just another Fiverr gig, and I pay them $20. Mm. Um, and then I pocket the difference. 
Um, this is a business that a lot of people do. Um, it also means when you do see somebody with thousands and thousands and thousands of reviews, you have to ask, what well, did they do all this work for themselves? Am I actually paying uh, this person for their work? Uh, a lot of the time you will be. Yeah. But sometimes if they if they have 20,000 reviews, for example, in a year, you have to ask, well, mm, that's probably not one person designing the logos, is it? Correct. That's, Correct. Like, that's not really possible. So this is why having a video on your side is very useful because you are showing you are a person. Mm. Uh, and that it will be you doing the job because mm. when it is farmed out to other people it means the quality will differ you don't yeah. know if you're going to be getting the same service that the other people who gave five star reviews did um, yeah quality communication um you may not be buying what you expected there's a whole bunch of stuff involved there but some of them are this is a legit business and it, it can work you know if you're thinking okay my brand at some point has grown large enough that i'm getting more work than I can handle, then by all means, um, if, if you think you can manage the quality control and you want to start operating a business rather than operate as a freelancer, so that's, that's the slight difference there, then by all means, explore it. But that, that's not a discussion for today, probably just a bonus note. Yeah. Now, I did mention arbitrage and you've got to, so, that, so that's one way to arbitrage in terms of setting up a business, but you've also got another bonus here on the notes. Uh, yeah, so I mean, share that with them. I want to keep this more about what people at home can use. I know, to we, we get excited. Yeah. But yes, there are ways to build businesses on fiber by doing arbitrage. Um, one thing that's more useful on an individual level, so for you at home selling a service, is to look on different markets and see what's being offered on one market but not another. That might help you key in on an opportunity. So, so what do you mean by markets? Sure. Um, sorry, marketplaces. So you go onto Upwork, for example, and you see there's a big, there's a lot of people purchasing um, HR consultation reports, whatever that is. I'm making something up. That's not a real thing. But you go back onto Fiverr and you find there's nobody selling HR consultation reports. That gives you an idea of, okay, well, something selling on this marketplace, will it work on this marketplace? Um, Correct. So, test. so it's, it's almost like uh, riding the trend um, which hasn't quite hit yet for Fiverr in that example. So Upwork has an established category within your niche, but Fiverr or uh, people, other companies, uh, people per hour, solid gigs, freelancer, they might not have established those categories yet. There's not enough customers to, to serve that, or there's not enough uh, people providing the service, which means they also can't produce the category. In that case, set up on the alternative platforms and offer that service because you know a, a website or marketplace are very similar is generating that kind of product service and traffic so um, that and it's just one trend it may die out quite quickly or you may ride it for six months before they even create, create a category yeah so that, that's just a, a side hack you could try obviously it needs to align with your skills just because you find a gold mine on Fiverr, which doesn't exist on Upwork, doesn't mean you can do it if you don't have the skills. Um, so it needs to align as well. Correct. Okay, so that is, so that's number, that's almost part two of uh, this today's show, which is how do we leverage Fiverr, Upwork, People Power, all of these online virtual marketplaces to present our skills within a niche category. Mm -hmm. So that's nailed. So what do we have for, okay, these are both labeled number two. Wait. Uh, this is number three then number three okay so we've got our notes three four five oh my god have we got six items today i thought no, we no. was only sure yes sorry five. The, the five is the main one five is the main one 
Okay, so now number three is we're looking at uh, five is great and Upwork, etc. For just think of it right now, and this is not completely the, the actual process, but just think of it in the purpose of this example as short term. Now, what if there's longer term projects? Uh, and Carl, you've pulled out some of these items here. And I, and again, like you, if you're if you're similar to me right now, you, I had not realized any of this. Or say about 150 items on this 200 item list in this big list. And that link is in the description below. I had no clue about this. So uh, thanks from us and the audience for researching that because that's not a, a small feat. So the next one, we've looked at gigs and yeah. we've looked at small freelance work. What we're looking at now is something, it's got a different name. It's called remote work. So remote work is much closer to having a part-time or even a full-time job just based on your laptop based um uh, at, you're working from home um so these are much longer these tend to be on contract basis the way you get these uh these jobs is by applying uh, mm. much like you would with a, a a real job a job in an office a job in the real world <laughs> um, but these are ways again that if you are at home if you are furloughed if you are um you have extra hours in your day there are ways for you to take on a part-time or even a full-time job from the comfort of your own home. Um, so again, there's a lot of them on the list, uh, the Excel, sorry, the Google Sheet list, which is linked below. But we've got things like flex jobs, daily remote, uh, solid gigs. Again, we mentioned them before, but they have longer, longer jobs. Uh, skip the drive, Europe remotely, Jobspresso, no desk, uh, remote.com, remotive, virtual vocations, working nomads, like there's, there are many, many, many of these sites. Two yes. that I wanted to quickly uh, highlight were Nonprofit Remote, which is specifically for nonprofits, which is cool. Okay. Yeah. And another one called Power to Fly, which is uh, female focused, females in tech. Um, so mm. there are niches um, within this remote work um, uh, landscape. So you, whatever you're looking for, you will be able to find something specific. What I will say is a lot of these, um, the ones I've added to the list, I've tried to keep them as general sites, but a lot of them will be coding. Um, there'll be web language, there'll be coding, which makes sense because it's something that can be done from anywhere. Um, yes. Yeah, you, you don't need a coder to come to your office and sit there all day, code on their computer, not talk to anybody, then go back home. No. So that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so a large part of coding. So um, a lot of work, the ones I've put on the list generally uh, are not just coding ones they're ones that have wider ah okay so what you're saying is but actually out there in the world the majority seem to be uh, requiring the need for coding yeah there's just a lot more uh, the idea of remote work and working nomads and being a digital nomad etc mm. is very much centered around coding and being able to create applications um, so i've kept it away from that in our list um but even then, when you go to those sites, you'll be like, well, I don't know Java. I don't know PHP. What's this got to do with me? Um, but there are other skill sets which are also, um, there's a lot of remote work for. But the ones I found and I want to highlight are accounting, bookkeeping, customer service, data entry, uh, billing. So that's like chasing people up for bills, invoices, that kind of thing. Um, which is impossible right now, obviously. But yeah. yeah, yeah, good luck. There's probably, <laughs> there's probably lots of jobs in that. Lots so, of demand. Yeah, Please bit. get these invoices paid for me. Yeah. Billing, uh, research, research positions, and translation, which mm, is something fantastic. we could, didn't talk about yesterday, but it's kind of language related, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
there's a lot for them. Bookkeeping in particular, for some reason, there are dedicated sites just for this. Um, so I think there's a big demand uh, for bookkeepers. Mm. Okay, so if so you have any of those skills, you're in luck. Fantastic. That's it. That's an interesting one. We may talk about it later, but if so, if you know that ninety percent of the this kind of and that's an estimation, but if the large percentage of these sites are looking for coders, then briefly a, an opportunity should spark in your head and say, okay, if I don't necessarily need income immediately, I may use this time to learn how to do that skill. Alternatively, accounting, bookkeeping, customer service, data entry, billing, research, translation. These also may be items where you may say, actually, I have the skill set, the professional skill set to learn these quite quickly. So if I can learn these items quite quickly, I can then uh, start applying for these job postings mm -hmm. and actually make a career pivot. And that's totally fine as well. So look for the, the silver linings, the hidden opportunities and everything we say as well, because it doesn't always pop to our mind immediately. So yep. I, uh, that's great. So these are, these are almost like applying for a job online. So that's fantastic. Yeah, number four is is professional teaching, but this is not the same as what we discussed yesterday. Uh, this is very much that you have a professional skill set. So we're not teaching the language of English here. We're teaching or consulting around a professional skill set. That's so that's the differentiation between yesterday. So it's still teaching, but it's using your professional skill set in order to teach. Um, so what what kind of websites are out there that can help facilitate this sure so again depends on your skill set um the best thing you can do is i mean you, you google your your skill set plus coaching or mentoring or teaching and you will come up with things specific to your area um in the uk for life coaches and for mentors there's a website called guru circus which is pretty good um you can Big see listing there yep um and then globally or us Mainly, there is a life coach hub, which is kind of similar. You go on there, you put up a listing. Um, so that's if you want to mentor, that could be business mentoring, that could be personal mentoring and coaching. That's pretty wide. Mm. Um, so, and those platforms will then. So the the job of these platforms, because just in case you're thinking, okay, well, this is this is so many different places to go to. Just to put it into context, the the great the business that they've created is to be the middle person between your customer and the person who's a professional. So you, the professional, don't have to deal with the marketing, the sales, the scheduling, the the fact that you have to, um, some people think, like persuade this client to come on your portal to get coached by this portal's uh, coaches. So think of it as a portal, a facilitator, a middle person between you and the customer. So they do the business for you so you can do the, the job of delivering the value which is in this case coaching and mentoring correct so so again this is not talking about mine and car's passion which is we would like you to be that middle person in, in the mm -hmm. ideal scenario if you had a conversation with us we would encourage you to be the platform that sits in the middle um be we get derailed as both well. like talking about forever arbitrage that's us trying to build businesses out of i know we're, we're trying, focus. <laughs> yeah we're trying to give you okay this is what you could do this week but then at the same time when we look at all these um all these ecosystems, all of these business areas, automatically we're like, oh, we could do this, we could do this, we could mm, do this, mm. which is not helpful for you right now. So we need to yeah, keep we'll, a lid on it. We'll keep a lid on it. Um, but when we do briefly mention it, if that kind of stuff excites you, then chat to me and Carl in the Slack group, maybe ask us a few questions, and then we can do uh, shows specifically orientated around that in the future. 
So just think of this simply as such as there's somebody handling all of the business for you and you just put yourself into that platform and you potentially can get customers um, for your professional, um, like whether you're a life coach, business coach, business mentor um, within a specific area. It could be property. It could be, um, it could be buying a business, growing a business, uh, scaling it, uh, working out your pricing points, all of these cool stuff that these people have a skill set for. That's the place to go apply. So number four, that's professional teaching. Now, what's a smaller version for that? What, what, what's a uh, even, I don't want to say the word, I'll let you say it, a smaller version for that. Sure. So I'm calling it micro consultation. So okay. number four, one we just talked about is coaching and mentoring. Generally, you would uh, you'd contract with somebody and you'd talk with them every month or every couple of months or whatever. What I'm talking about now is micro consultation, which is literally um, talking to a business or answering questions for a business as a one-off, almost like a gig. You can do this stuff on Fiverr, but I also found some interesting sites. There's one called Clarity FM. So Clarity FM collects business experts and links them up with startups and businesses who need, uh, they need expert advice. So if you are an expert on mergers and acquisitions, or you're an expert on HR, for example, and this business needs to have a quick call, and sort out some issues um, they can call you for 30 minutes using clarity fm and you get paid for a 30 minute call a 30 minute call averages around 50 dollars apparently which is mm-hmm. it's fun um again the main uh, benefit is you are on the platform the platform will deal with all of the marketing for you um your listing is there the platform is bringing new businesses to its uh, to its website they will see your profile and then they'll book a call with you. So again, you don't have to do very much. Um, mm. So that's clarity.fm. There are also some uh, websites called Just Answer and Any Question. So these are kind of research. Uh, they're a bit like the surveys we talked about on Tuesday. Yeah. They yep. require a specific professional knowledge. So they will ch- um, they will pay more. They're not just paying 30 cents or whatever. They'll, they'll be asking questions about specific um whether it's uh, I don't know, accountancy questions or bookkeeping or whatever uh, it is yeah exactly. H- hr compliance okay so hr compliance so they're assuming that you've got a qualification you've got experience you've got a uh, cv in that area so that when you answer the question they're getting it from an expert who's a proven expert rather than um i i i'm not actually sure how wikipedia works now but in the early days wikipedia like anybody could answer the question you didn't have to be you still can. You need to register for a uh, an account, but it is curated by everybody. Mm-hmm. So just answering any questions are question answering ask the answering platforms where you get paid a small amount for answering each question. Fantastic. Um, and then another one, this is an honorable mention, it's Harrow. Help a reporter out, H-A-R-O. Now this is not paid, but this is a really cool way to build up your brand online to get free PR basically Harrow sends an email every single day um, which will have uh, journalists who are looking to interview people they're looking to get sound bites they're looking to get um, full interviews they're looking for people who have had certain experiences and talk about those experiences um, so the I, wonder what they want to, I wonder what they want to know right now who's yeah, had coronavirus sure. who's had COVID-19 <laughs> Um, so on Harrow, you go on and you you pick what niches you are qualified to talk about, yep. whether it's 
business, entrepreneurship, HR, um, craft, like there's a huge amount of different topics. And then each day you'll receive this email with all of these journalists from around the world looking to speak to experts in your space. Not paid, but it's free PR and it's worth, um, it's worth doing for the brand building. The free version of Harrow, you get to sign up for one um, keyword. And I think the paid version, the first level, you get to sign up for three, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Interesting. Uh, but that's a nice way to, yeah, it's brand building, basically. Mm. Um, you won't get paid. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so that's micro consultation. So let me just quickly summarize before we go into this last section. So we've done, um, firstly, identify your skills, number one. Number two is exploring and bringing to your awareness things like Fiverr, Upwork, these workplace marketplaces where you can do gigs, freelance, and we've explained the difference there. Number three is longer term projects, where essentially you're applying for a job, but it's done remotely. The contractual agreement will be slightly different than a full-time employee, I imagine. Then number four was professional teaching, i.e. online coaching, mentoring, uh, life coaching, uh, niche business consultation, that kind of thing. And then the, the level below that or a smaller version of that rather is micro consultation where somebody can book you for an hour, hour and a half, and you get paid for that time. You may be a Skype call like this. I need some business consultation for this hour. You may have a great brand. You may be a, an expert in a specific area and somebody wants to quiz you on that. So micro, micro consultation. Now, number six is... Um, we have to be conscious we, because this is another one myself and Carl can speak about for a very long time because this is something we enjoy doing. As a this person, a I, I sneak in. I was just saying, this one in. we're not going to talk about building a whole business. Um, but but let, let's tease you. Let's, I, let's tease I, you a yeah, bit. We, can't not, talk about uh, we can't not talk about it because it's exciting. It's a way to maximize your time at the moment. And this is about uh, we're passionate about this because our personalities by nature are teachers, creators, somebody who likes to contribute. So these are our, when we did personality tests, we're both very similar in that sense, where everything we're doing now, we love to do. So when it comes to point number six, this is all about starting to create something. And uh, we'll explore this now for, for a little while, but without talking about it for days. So starting to create something, leveraging the time you have available right now, rather than going out and saying, okay, if you don't need the cash, then everything we've sp spoken about, you just don't have to do it. It's now in your awareness. But what can you do with the time now available? And this is where we can focus on starting to create something. So Carl, what's your thoughts on this one? What's the process we can share with them or, get, or at least leave them with some encouragement to not just idly waste this time i don't assume that our listeners will because the fact that they're listening and learning from here but to take their time and focus it on creating something sure so we don't want to get into the full process of creating a business we've made courses on that we've done workshops on that that's available if you do want to learn about that but we've been focusing on things that can generate income right now for you what I'm talking about now with creating something is creating an asset which will be able to pay you um, pretty much indefinitely from this point on. At the moment, a lot of us are at home. We have more time than we've had before, whether it's because you're not commuting, whether it's because you're working less hours per day, whatever it is, we tend to have more time. We can be using this time to create something from our skills. We have professional knowledge, we have professional skills. 
we can start to turn that into an asset, um, which moving forward can pay us every single day. So we're not working hour, hour to hour. So what, so what do we mean by asset when we say that? Sure. So the simplest is something like an ebook, or it used to be in the old world. The old world, sorry. The old world. Traditionally, it would be a book. One hundred years ago. Yeah, get it here. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years ago, <laughs> you'd write a book and get it published. Um, that's not really the route you'd take anymore. Um, I'm talking about starting a podcast. I'm talking about writing an ebook. Um, it could be creating a course. So capturing all your knowledge and starting to teach people. Um. So we did that. So give, let's give an example mm-hmm. of how we did that. We've done all of these. We've done all of these, but the course one was quite cool because it was about sh- sharing our knowledge on an online business basis mm-hmm. where we put together a 10-hour course on how to build an online business from the ground up. Principles first, understanding the business side of things first, and then working through. And this is where we spoke about the baton philosophy, which we spoke about in week one of this show episode one to four. So the baton philosophy is business, audience, tribe, offer, network. So once you've got a business in place, how do you attract an audience's attention? How do you turn them into people who are now, who have given you permission to market to them? Sorry, to give them give them permission to sell to them. Then at the offer stage, we actually offer them our product and service. And then network is all about scaling once we have proven that entire model. So the battle model we have taught and it's out there. So we've got it on Udemy, We've got it actually on this YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So in, on Udemy, I use that as an example. Um, it's an online learning platform. It's the middle person between you, the educator. In, in this case, it was us and providing you that. I think we've now had over 12,000 people uh, enroll onto that program. And I think over 200 people have reviewed it and it's got 4.2 star reviews. So that's an example of putting an asset out there online. Now, that's also available on this YouTube channel. So if you're watching us on this Building Businesses Online YouTube channel, you can go through the playlist. And that is also a, a baton principle course in its entirety. Now it's a chunky course for memories. We're talking hours and hours and hours because it's it's jam-packed. It's how-to tutorials, it's techniques, it's principles. Yeah, it's a lot. I, 10 hours comes to mind um, because it was pretty intense. Me and Carl both produced it it's a video course as well so and the idea is not to uh sell this course to you because it's completely free so (laughs) you can explore that if you would like to the idea is that that asset is now in place so how do we now leverage that how do me and Carl leverage that well actually if we've got twelve thousand people who have enrolled onto our course 200 plus people took the time to review it and they gave it four stars plus that's that's what we're talking about, creating an authority yeah. and a level of expertise out there. And that's an asset as an example. So that's our particular strategy with that course. Um, but now that you have time, you can be producing podcasts, mm-hmm. ebooks, courses, whatever it is, putting your knowledge out into the world um, with, yes, the idea of building up an audience, building up a tribe, but also to generate cash. I just want to show you this. Um, it's not much money, but um, so I did. A, I made a course years and years ago four or five years ago yeah. and it sells an autopilot now so this is uh you can nice. see these are sales these are small uh, yeah there's one last week which was 30 quid and then 13 pounds it's like 15 dollars or whatever it is that's just um okay that's in the last week so that's it's small it's nothing 
So that is what's that? That's third sixty pounds in the last week. Um, but I haven't done anything for that. And that was a course I created four years ago. This is the idea of an asset, something that you create once and then yeah. using online marketing, using digital marketing, whatever, you can kind of put it up um, and sell it over time. And again, this could be an ebook, it could be uh, a course, it could be, you know, resources that you pull together mm-hmm. um, that you can be using this time that you have now to start thinking about this, to start brainstorming, okay, well, what could I make? and put out into the world that people would buy um, so that you can get that kind of text messages, which yeah. while I'm not going to retire on that, that is entirely automatic. I haven't touched that for three years. Yeah. So use your time now to, yes, start generating cash using the methods we've been talking about, but you can also start to think ahead of, okay, I've got this extra time. What could I create that can generate that kind of um, passive or yeah, automatic income over time? Mm, absolutely um and that's fantastic so i think that's that's where we wanted to leave it with you today um which is starting if if the income side of things is okay for you and you're you're thinking actually i don't need to go explore some more income well now's a great time to simply create something podcast ebook uh a short course and you know we will do things on this in the future but you can just explore it for now Mm-hmm. Or just start thinking about it. It could be as simple as I'm going to take the next two weeks to just sketch the concept for my ebook, just to jot down some ideas, uh, things I would like to talk about, things that what is my skill set that I can document, which I can share in the future. So that's a nice place to to spend your time if it's not just purely income generating uh, for the things that we've spoken about so far this week. So for today, we spoke about how to leverage how to make money online leveraging your professional skills yesterday was very much language skills english in particular uh, it can be some of those items can work if your your language is different you just have to look for the uh, your native language is different you just have to look for the similar websites in your region um, that apply to that so just just use that as an example to find something similar for your language base and the day before that this week uh, Tuesday, we spoke about skill set where you just don't need any skills per se. So no skills, language. It's a funny skill set. Skill set zero. Skill set zero, and I can still make cash from it. And now professional skills. Join us tomorrow for the creative side of stuff, which is amazing. Uh, I I unfortunately don't naturally have that skill set of artists and graphic designers and all these amazing things but we're going to explore to help people out there in terms of how you can make cash leveraging those skills as well so that's that's yeah go on Carl. very quickly on that so i actually one business um that i used to have online i don't do it anymore but i used to make posters and sell them online and mm. they were to help people learn chinese that was technically a creative business and very i true. do not consider myself a particularly creative person but i learned how to use things like indesign to put together this educational poster so even if you're sitting there thinking well i can't draw or i can't paint we are going to be talking about a wider range of creativity um um, so yeah even if you're thinking you're not artistic creative work is is going to be much wider yeah join us tomorrow for that because it is a lot wider so for example you know we gave you all of these categories today um anything from relationship advice astrology um to HR consultancy. Hmm. And 
new HR models is a new category in that marketplace, as an example. So the creative will be just as wide, just as niche, just as, oh my goodness, I didn't think this existed. Yeah. So definitely join us tomorrow for that. So uh, three things uh, I would love for you to do for us. Number one is subscribe to this channel. Uh, put the notifications on so you don't miss any of our live shows. Again, we're every day, Monday to Friday from 12 o'clock. We try to do the show within 20 minutes and it's not going to be possible. I don't so, know why you keep saying this. <laughs> just so they know, just so they know that the, what, what our intention was. Because if somebody's sitting there thinking, oh yeah, I want to do a 20-minute show, it ends up an hour, then you know maybe that encourages them. But it's probably for myself, which is like... They probably don't get distracted as much as us. True. So number one is subscribe. Number two is check out that big list. You know What we're extracting from these episodes is actually from a list of 200 items on ways you can make money online. An amazing list. It's researched. We pull out the, the, the crap from it. It's there. Um, it's It's a... It's a list. Go check it out. There's different ways to make money there from a small amount to actually quite a large amount as well. Um, some is passive. Some require some time and effort. Some requires your professional skills as we discussed today. And the final thing is come and join us in the Slack group. Our listeners who've been watching have started to do that. So thank you for that. And ask us any question you know, regarding online business, digital marketing, and the things that you've learned today. Um, and if you joined us in episode two, if you've seen the movie Jex Jexy, Jexy uh, talk to me about that because it's fascinating and hilarious okay so that's us signing up for today we'll see you tomorrow on episode number nine where we talk about creative skills and making money online using those see you then